Hello, I'm attorney Paul Whelan from Afford Law. At Afford Law, we practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts. Our fees are based on your income, so the less you make, the less you pay. Today's episode is going to be addressing possession charges in Massachusetts. What is possession under the law in Massachusetts? Well, <clears throat> in uh, some circumstances, possessing an item uh, is a crime itself, depending on, the, on that item. Some common things that we see uh, charged as possession are possession of uh, controlled substance, drugs, are um, possession of a firearm, possession of stolen goods, and possession of burglarious instruments. And mostly I just like to say burglarious, uh, but that's a serious crime as well. Um, so what is possession? Possession is uh, what you think of immediately if you have something in your pocket or, or you're holding it in your hand, uh, but it, it goes well beyond that. Uh, there are three elements that the Commonwealth must prove in order to find you guilty of, of possessing an illegal item. The first is knowledge of that object. The second is the ability to exercise control over that object. That can either be direct control or indirect control, for instance, through another person. And the third element that must be proven is that you had an intent to exercise control over that uh, item or object. Mere presence is not enough. <clears throat> the case laws, uh, the cases clearly explain that. In fact, that's quoted in the, in the case laws quite frequently. Merely being in the uh, area, being around an illegal item is not enough to convict you of possession. It's enough to charge you with possession, but to, in order to convict you, merely being present in the same location as an illegal item is not enough. <clears throat> Oftentimes, we can get uh, possession cases dismissed when we, when we file motions to uh, dismiss based on that because there has to be more that's shown uh, besides, uh, besides merely being present uh, with the illegal items. So uh, mere possession is not enough. You must intend to uh, possess that item or intend to exercise control over that. Um, so what happens is, <clears throat> as far as uh, possession or um, mere presence cases go, um, there are cases where uh, someone is in a car, for instance. Uh, let's, let's take the example of four people in a car. They get pulled over for some uh, legitimate reason, let's say. And uh, as a result of that, the officers are uh, fearful or, or they believe that some criminal activity is afoot. Um, for some reason, they can uh, search the car, in our example, legally search the car. They, found, they find, for instance, uh, a gun, a firearm. Oftentimes, they will charge everyone in the car uh, with possession of a firearm, even though that's not necessarily true. Um, it can be uh, true uh, that everyone is possessing the firearm if everyone can be shown to have satisfied those three elements. However, it's oftentimes uh, our job and our words and successfully do so to argue to the judge, my client didn't know anything about the gun or if, if he or she knew about the gun, they didn't exercise any, any control over that item. It was in the car before they got there. It was under the seat. Maybe you, you didn't even see it um, and didn't even know it was there. So that's fertile grounds for um, getting your case dismissed uh, if, uh, if intent cannot be shown. And again, mere presence, not good enough. Um, let's talk about joint possession for just a second. And when I say joint possession, I don't mean 
possessing a joint, but joint possession as in more than one person can possess the same item um, at the same time. As an example, um, there are cases <clears throat> where uh, two uh, individuals were thought to have been uh, in, uh, in cahoots with each other, conspiring to break into a business. <clears throat> One of the persons was stopped and they had a crowbar on their, uh, on their person. The theory was that they were going to use the crowbar to pry the, the door open of the business uh, and steal from it. The other person was sitting in a car. The police uh, believe that that person was acting as a lookout. So they are acting in unison. Uh, they're acting jointly. Um, and uh, so conspiracy could certainly be another charge thrown in on them. But specifically possession of a burglarious instrument. I told you I like that word burglarious. Um, a possession charge so that one person was holding the crowbar. The other person wasn't even with him. He was back in the car, as I say, looking, uh, serving as a lookout and, and a getaway driver. The court said that both people could be charged with possessing that particular crowbar because as part of their joint agency, they were both um, trying to further that criminal activity in the breaking and entering. So two people can have possession of the same item, even if they're not in the same uh, place. Uh, another thing is if somebody is... Uh, Say you go out with a friend, you buy illegal drugs. The friend is holding the drugs for you. You get stopped somewhere along the, along the way. Uh, that person is still in, in physical possession of the, uh, of the drugs. You're not with them or you're not holding them. Uh, you can still be charged and convicted with possession of those illegal drugs because under a joint possession theory. Um, so I just mentioned a moment ago about physical possession. There's also constructive possession. And that sort of ties into the same thing with the burglarious instrument example I gave before that um, you know or, or you have some knowledge and are participating in something uh, where an illegal item is, uh, is at the core. That is constructive possession. Also, constructive possession is uh, you're not physically possessing uh, that item, but let's say you have... Um, drugs in your drawer at home. You're possessing those drugs constructively, even though you're not physically in possession of the of the drugs. So possession has a has a much broader reach than merely having an illegal item on your person. Um, a lot of times we can uh, work to uh, knock out those charges uh, based on some of the issues that we just addressed here. Uh, and each case is is very uh, fact specific. That means it has to, uh, you know, uh, each case can be different and needs to be looked at by an experienced criminal defense attorney. At Afford Law, we practice criminal defense as well as family law. Uh, we do so at a reduced rate. Our fees are all on a sliding scale based on your income. So the less money you make, the less we charge in your fees and the less you'll have to pay for competent, experienced criminal defense. Uh, and family law, to, uh, it matters as well. Please feel free to visit us at affordlaw.org. We answer a lot of your questions there. While you're there, also feel free to book a free virtual appointment with me. I'd be happy to answer any specific questions you have about your cases involving criminal or family law, uh, depending on what your situation is. At Afford Law, we're making justice affordable. Thank you.